What's up, guys? This is Maddie Farrow, and welcome to the show where we cover all things family, business, and testing your limitations. It's time to talk about the little rat things. Hey, guys, welcome to another episode of the Little Rad Things podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Farrow, and I'm so excited because I got my co-host back today. I got David back on the show for another episode. She gave me a couple weeks to regain my thoughts and come up with some words to say. (laughs) A couple words to say. I think we've got a good show planned for you guys today. We really wanted to cover the the work-life balance, and obviously for us, David has a vending job, which I'll let him talk more about, but really um, just figuring out how to balance everything with kids and be present in their lives is what we're going to talk about. So um, we're super excited for this show today, and we hope that it brings some value to you on your on your daily commute or wherever you're deciding to listen to us from. Um, so work-life balance, it is something that I'm not super skilled at. You would be the first to say that, wouldn't you, David? <laughs> yeah, it's it's more of a, a non-balance, really, with my life and my job and, and the demand of working long hours and traveling on the weekend. So it's more finding a balance on your end and me kind of just fitting in the cracks and filling them when I get the opportunities to. Yeah, for sure. So... David is in NASCAR. He travels 38 to 39 weekends of the year. So I am by myself a lot. And that's pretty much been our entire relationship. Um, When we met, I was actually in NASCAR too, and I traveled as well. So obviously when you're young and in your early early to mid-20s, like you're able to do that. And then you grow together to this phase of life where you have kids and and it becomes a little more complicated and complex. So work-life balance can definitely be a huge challenge for us. Um, and it's something that, that I have had to be more cognizant about now that we have Paxton and Jackson um, and we decided to start our own business. It can, it can be difficult. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, there wasn't really a whole lot of like spotlight on work-life balance or your at-home presence or anything until COVID, you know, COVID comes about next thing you know, you're in your house for six, eight, 10, three months. And you actually get the opportunity to be a parent, be a husband, be a handyman around the house. And you're like, okay, so you're on the complete other side of it, of, of, not even balance, but just full presence. And then going back to work and figuring out now is an opportunity to figure out the whole work-life balance. And I want to stop you there because I think that brings up a good point of COVID and just how different that made relationships and how it taught us a lot about each other, even to a different level that we didn't even know. Like in terms of work-life balance, when I would be working, I, I worked all through COVID, so I would be at home working. All through COVID. Yeah, and David did not. David had a period of time where NASCAR went on pause, so he was home 24-7. Full-time dad. Full-time to an extent. Seven-eighths. So I wonder how many how many women are listening to this that had spouses, and I love you to death, dear, but would say... Oh, I want Paxton to stay home from school today. I'll watch him. And then like 
an hour later you would be out back doing something mechanical that you wanted to get done and then who would be watching Paxton? Mind you, he was a year and a half old, so Not you even. have you have yeah, a year to a year and a half was the stint of that lockdown. But you start a project and next thing you know you're like, Oh man, I got a fourteen, fifteen month old, like I gotta pay more attention to him than I am on the project that I'm working on. Yeah, and at that point, he wasn't even that old. He was he was young. I mean, he was like eight months, so. Yeah, and it was tough because, you know, you want to feel like you're contributing. You want to feel like you're not just sitting around, like, and I, I, I finally credited and, and it put a lot of emphasis on how much it requires to be a full-time mom and, and, all the stuff that it takes to be present and pay attention to everything that's going on and not have a purpose outside of that. You know, that's a tough situation and you don't realize it till you're put in it. Yeah. Being a full-time parent is, it's a lot. There's bottles, there's lunches, there's dirty clothes, there's keeping the kids entertained and educated. There's a lot that goes into it. It's It's the, by far the greatest gift that God has ever presented us with, but it also is the tallest task and and the most work that I think I've ever contributed in my life as far as being a parent and present parent at that. Yeah. Well, I think that's where the the whole concept that we're talking about today, the work-life balance comes into play. So something that we have tried to be super methodical about, especially in in recent days as we've started the little rad things and our mission is really focused on empowering your kids to be more, do more, be outside, be active, not just be necessarily in front of a TV or something that's going to occupy their time with like monotonous, not monotonous, but you know, like uncognitive thoughts like they're not they're not actually like using their brain too much in that process and it's something that we've had to work at is really finding those boundaries for work-life balance so that we are putting the work in with our children right so they reap the benefits of having parents that are present and aren't too focused we're super focused which not being focused is not the right term but being present with them and in the moment and enjoying those moments and not just necessarily taking a photo to post it to social media or being on social media while Paxton wants to play with his dump truck, right? Like actually sitting down and playing with him in his dump truck or like the other night, for example, we went out front and painted our pumpkins because he's still a little too small to use the carving tools and that's so messy. So we painted our pumpkins and that was a cell phone free for the most part event. I did get a picture for the little rat things social media, but like really trying to have cognizant boundaries on when we do certain things. And David, you're so good at keeping me in checks and balances with that. And and being present isn't just being in the room. Like I think that's the biggest misconstrued notion out of the whole entire deal. Being present is 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 social interaction and and engaging and playing and in in fulfilling his fantasy and um i i think the biggest thing is is that like when you don't have that engagement then you kind of just go through the notion of okay let's get dinner okay let's get bass okay let's get to bed right and you're just 
in the mix of that, something else is filling your void, like a post on social media or something in the background on the news or blah, 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 blah. But like full engagement, walk in the door, put your phone on the charger and be fully present for the whole entire night. That is finding the balance. Yeah. And I'd be curious how many people are like me. I mean, I'll be the first to admit I super struggle with this. Like I am a perfectionist through and through. And so when I'm working on the business or or working on something that I want to be really impactful, I, I pay a lot of attention to it and a lot of attention to detail. And the next thing I know, I can be in a trance where I've been working on a specific post or something for 20 minutes or like an email that I want to send out for 30 minutes. And I'm like, where, where does the time go? And, and that's where I'm so appreciative for you, my dear, because (laughs) David will literally say like, Hey, it's time to put your phone down, like time to regain focus and be with your me. Um, and I think that's such an important thing is just finding that balance and it's not easy. I literally have had to turn downtime on my phone and so it, it locks me out of my phone at a certain hour of the day, right? And there, there are ways to get around that. You can, you know, silence your downtime, but you have to also then, you know, block that notification a couple of times to be able to use anything. And by that point, you're like, oh, okay, I shouldn't be on my phone. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is like, I am so detached from home life and, and, and everything that goes on in the real world because of the demand of my job and i i've I've always carried this notion of of my vision of of being a parent being a husband being a father being a friend and all the rest of that things and 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 in that realm i i I really like engagement and i'm not the biggest best talker i can come home and i can be a a bump on a log and, and sit here in silence but I also enjoy just soaking in the the environment and the family and all the rest of that stuff you know so when I am home I like to make sure that I'm getting the attention of my wife I'm getting the attention of my kids not to sound selfish but because as soon as I walk out the door I don't have that you know I don't get that well and I think what's crazy too is even just thinking about how What we do every single day impacts our children, and I know that's so huge, or the relationships that we have, like you just mentioned, David, is, you know, the other day we hugged in front of Paxton, and his face lit up, and he was like, mommy and daddy hugging, and like the little things that you don't even think about that influence the way that they behave, I mean, think of of social media and the impact that that has had on society there's there's a ton of amazing things that come from social media people like us are able to start our own business and the world can be your oyster but at the same time like comparison is the thief of joy right yeah, for sure you, you start to compare yourself and i read the other day that it's like i think one in 12 kids contemplate suicide now mm-hmm. because of the the online presence that is out there and how easy it is for for kids to be bullied and have these these thoughts right of comparison and what they see online is such a perception of reality now and from the time they're born you've got phones in in their face and I mean we even do that for for a good purpose with our family none of our family lives close to us so we FaceTime a lot with with our families but even that to an extent sometimes freaks me out. Yeah, and 
I think in my line of work, I, I use a lot of tools, you know, tools help us build race cars, put together shocks, cars up, all the different things that it requires to get the, the car to the racetrack. But I look at the phone as the same thing, right? Like the phone can be the worst thing that is in within the four walls of your house as far as what's available on that phone but it's also a powerful tool in our house to um like as far as like how we follow ministry and how we follow podcast and self-development and all the rest of that stuff in using the tool for what it's needed to be used and not all the extracurricular stuff yeah for sure and i mean you said it said it well I mean one of the things I love about where we are with technology is that I can you know get close to the Lord and watch my sermon on Sunday with my kids in our pajamas and also meal prep at the same time so it's like you're doing two things at at once but it's also like that boundary of you know protecting them too from the YouTube and who knows what rabbit hole they could get involved in there so and, and even what's on the other side of that picture, right? I think sometimes we get so transfixed on what the picture looks like other than the fact that the the picture is your child. It's, it's something God gave you that is so beautiful and so precious and so innocent. And you're, you're so transfixed in your phone on how can I edit this picture? How can I make my kid look cuter? How can I put it out there for the world to see? Da, 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 da. And how many likes am I going to get besides the fact that the thing you just took a picture of is, is what creates all that joy, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I have to look past the camera. I have to look past the picture that's on my phone. And I don't post a lot of stuff. I get... I get moments where I take pictures of Paxton and I'm like so proud as a parent that I'm like, man, he's on a skateboard or he's there in the gym with me or da 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 da. And like, I'll go on these little quick blurbs of, of posts. But besides that, I try to look past all that stuff and just live in the moment, be present with them, be present with the newborn. And the newborn's tough with me because there's so much engagement with Madison and her being the mother and breastfeeding and all the rest of this stuff. And the crying and the poop and diapers are things that I kind of stray away from, but like the interaction that I get to have with him now, as he progresses in his age, like I just, I, I, I just to the sole point of this whole podcast is my presence and just, just soaking every ounce of it in. Cause then I get on the airplane and I get to carry that with me. I get to do carry that with me at the racetrack. I get to carry that with me throughout the day. Yeah. And that's one of the things about your career. That's, nice but also a challenge is is David does go away so he has these periods of time where he can be totally focused on work or his own self-development whereas for me I I do this juggling act of you know I get up in the morning and and Paxton does have about 30 minutes with Blippi or Coco Melon because he's drinking some milk and I'm reading, you know, my development book. I try to read 10 pages at least every morning. And then we're off to the races. And once they go to school in the morning, then that's my time to knock out everything that I can until I pick them up around 4 o'clock. And then from 4 to 7.30 when they go down, it's, you know, presence with them, downtime on my phone. And then boom, after 7.30, it's, it's time to work again until I go to sleep. Yeah, and, and we've kind of lowered the, the TV interaction that he's got a sibling because now it's 
45 minutes to an hour of how I can smother my brother before breakfast time. So I, I think that's been a blessing in disguise in itself to not like, cause it's scary when you see your child so transfixed in technology that they don't understand or know anything else that's going on around them, but then what's on the picture, you know? And that's been having his little brother has been a blessing in disguise for me because I, I think I push it more than, than anybody because it was a it was a moral value that I carried before we even had kids that I wanted the TV interaction screen time to be a minimum. I wasn't one that thought we needed TV screens in the back seats of our cars. And, and Madison's read more books than anybody I know. And I've read probably a total of six and, and six, five of them have been in the last year. But I want our kids to read books. I want our kids to be engaged in and everything aside from technology. Well, and emulation and idolization is everything with children, right? So our kids watch what we do and they want to emulate and they idolize us. And so with Paxton, what's been cool to watch is we were really cognizant about reading bedtime stories from the moment he was born. I mean, I was reading to him every night and now He literally goes in his room, goes to his bookshelf, will grab a book and sit there. He doesn't know how to read yet, but he'll sit there and go A, B, C, D, E, F, G and act like he's reading because he's seen his parents do it so consistently that he thinks that he should be reading, which is really exciting. I mean, he's had a, uh, I'm going to screw up the title of this book, but um, I brought home a Kyle Larson, winning with Kyle Larson book, uh, Kids book that we had at Chip Ganassi Racing and I walked in there the other day and I hadn't even paid attention but he's had this book in bed with him for for at least over a week and it's got race cars and it's got his daddy's number on there 42 that's solely directed at me not the driver but I got on the camera the other morning and we wake up super early at our house and Paxton normally wakes up 30 to 40 minutes after mom and dad do right in the heart of reading and kind of disrupts everything but love it to death and I look on the camera the other day and he's got this book in his hands at 4 30 in the morning and it was just brought me this sense of joy you know for sure and I mean it's it's so exciting to watch him develop and learn so much and just emulate our behaviors and that's that's the thing as parents is always just kind of like taking including using the word shit yeah (laughs) Say, we weren't going to have explicit language on this podcast, but now we do. (laughs) That was it. The one word in our house that we, he somehow caught on to it and he uses it. And it's disturbing as a parent. First time you chuckle and now when you hear him in the corner saying it, you're like, how do we erase this? Yeah. And in, in truth, this podcast, I have been trying not to curse, but David, I curse more than David. I... And the one, unfortunately, that Paxton learned that word from. So no one is perfect. Excuse my language. <laughs> no one is perfect. Um, and he has said that in the grocery store before. So that's exciting. Um, but it's it's just so important to have those boundaries. We're not professionals at it, but we wanted to share kind of where we come from and how we navigate around it with our family and we're learning all the time so I think you know if there's any takeaways from this it's just that it's never too late to have some of those those boundaries and finding the work-life balance so if you think you're doing too much and not being as present in the moment just 
gut check yourself every now and then. That's that's something that I've been trying to do more of is like if I'm by Paxton and I have my phone, I try to put it somewhere where it's not easy to get to so that I'm, you know, making that conscious effort to be present with him versus be on my phone and be disengaged. And even when I'm on my phone, then Paxton's like, mommy, put your phone down. And look at the people you're in the room with. Like, do you enjoy being with these people more than the person that just put a picture up on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or a TikTok video? Yeah, that stuff's all entertaining in the moment. There's a time and a place for it. Maybe you're going to the bathroom. Maybe you're having a free moment at DMV or, 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 or whatever. Like, there is a moment. But, like, look at the people in the room. Look at the people you're at the kitchen table with. Look at the people you're at a restaurant with. You chose to be with those people because those are people you like to surround yourself with. So why be so absorbed in everybody else's life? Yeah. I think the bathroom is such a funny example of, like, a good time to actually look at your phone. Because do you remember back in the day as kids before cell phones were a thing and you'd, like, sit there and, like, read a newspaper Artic- yep. You didn't read newspaper articles, no. but like the back of the Lysol can or something. Sprint and Midget Magazine. That's what I read when I was younger. I would. I just remember like I would like grab random things, like even like air diffuser, and I would like read the back of it. Yeah, that's the difference between. You I didn't and know I. what like chlorophyll or any of that was, but I read about it. Yeah, we won't go into what I was thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Your private moments. Yeah. My my nana actually calls the bathroom the casino because she has a casino game. She doesn't have a cell phone. She's ninety years old, so she'll go in with like this like handheld game that's like a slot machine. <laughs> TMI stories from the bathroom. Um, but yeah, so that's the work life balance. Really, in our family, we are we are not perfect at it. Nobody's perfect at anything, right? We all just work really hard to make ourselves the best version of ourselves that we can be. And so for, for us, that's, you know, doing some of those little tips and tricks like putting your phone up where it's hard to get it or just blocking out specific time for your family. Like on Fridays, we have family movie night and we make popcorn and we watch a movie together. It's pure awesomeness. The, the enjoyment that you see out of a two-year-old when you make a bowl of popcorn and, and all, well, there's there's four of us, but the three of us plop down on the couch. Obviously, Jackson's young enough, small enough that he lays on his mat, but the enjoyment in your two-year-old's face when he's squished in between mom and dad and a bowl of popcorn in his lap, it's irreplaceable. It, it, it just, it brings, and I'm not one to be a joyous person and just wear my emotions on my sleeve uh, in, in most settings, but it is just, I mean, it'll make you melt. Definitely melt worthy. So we hope that you guys enjoyed this show today. Um, those are some tips and tricks from our family, just about how we find the work-life balance. We hope you put them into action. If you enjoyed the show, please share it, um, rate it and subscribe to our channel. Um, we're really excited for the next couple of episodes because we're going to start to work in some guests on the show. Um, people who come from all different walks of life and have really interesting stories to share. And then of course you'll continue to hear from me and David and hopefully at some point I'll get David to talk a little bit about his background with his work and, and everything. Yeah. And to close, I think we talked a lot about balance but we didn't talk about the work, right? And it's the biggest thing is figuring out how not to bring your work home with you 
and having the balance of your relationship in your personal life. And that is very, very, very important. Well, that could be a whole episode in its own is talking about how not to bring emotions from work home. And a major struggle point for me. When I first met David and we first started dating, he would come home and be so upset about something that you really wouldn't talk. You wouldn't talk. And yeah. it, it was really challenging on our relationship, but we, we learned to navigate it and you've gotten tremendously better about it happens, but it's part of it. So guys, we hope you have a fantastic and amazing day today. Don't forget to live limitlessly, be bold and do little rad things. And we'll talk to you soon. We truly appreciate everybody's time.